0: You're listening to Shepherd and Sports Bite, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of Sports Bite. I'm your host, Tyler Maher, and with me on the line is Aidan Payne. Aidan, uh, how are you doing today?
1: Yeah, going very well. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, thanks for having me back on. It's been, it's been a while, but um, no, it's good to, good to be back and... In- um, yeah, hopefully, just straight off the bat. Um, hope everyone's staying safe in Shepparton uh, at the moment. It's been pretty hairy.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for the public service announcement, mate. But we're here to talk sport, <laughs> and uh, the big news yep. this week is Al McDonald and the Melbourne Vixens, mate. Take me through it. You you chatted to her this week. Uh, you know, the all list. of Victoria is behind them.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, there was one thing that Al said. Um, when we spoke during the week was, you know, they're pretty pumped and they want to get it done to all of Victoria. And I even noticed on Wednesday night that, they, um, that the Vixens stuck up a, a video that they they've put the, the, the Vic Fury, um, which plays in the Australian Netball League, they put their emblem on their, on their skirt as a bit of a homage to everyone back home, which is really nice. And, yeah, I was looking forward to it. Hopefully, yeah, the Vixens and Al can get the job done.
0: It should be good. It's, um, on Sunday at, uh, noon Queensland time, I believe. So, um, yep. I'm assuming that'll be when the coverage starts down this way. So make sure you tune in. And also on Sunday is the, uh, the grand final of sorts of, uh, the supercars at Bathurst. Our very own Gary yeah, right. Jacobson is very, very excited. And, um, he, he mentioned to me this week that it, it feels like a great way to finish the supercar season to, to finish it at Bathurst.
1: Yeah, I um, spoke to Gaz when he last raced at the Bend, and he was pretty pumped and excited to get back to Bathurst, the, I guess, the holy uh, side of uh, supercars, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah.
0: it's really the <laughs> spiritual home of, of supercars, I would I would say. <laughs>
1: That's it. Um, yeah. So, what did uh, what did guys have to say to you? Uh, you spoke to him
0: during the week. He uh, he just he wants to go out there and, and have a bit of fun and and not be boring was basically the message. He's going to attack <laughs> attack every corner, attack every position, and he's going to do that from lap one to lap 161, which uh, I thought was a nice little uh, nice little quote there. I certainly jotted that one down. But uh, no, Gary's Gary's been very helpful with us all season. Um, uh, and, and as he said as yeah, well, the, yeah. the supercars being able to get into the the public. I all season, despite you know not racing for for a few months there, even though they were doing the e series, has been a real credit to the industry. So, uh, we wish Gary and and obviously L as well uh, on the netball court well on Sunday, and hopefully they both grab a bit of success.
1: Yeah, and I guess they those two aren't the only T uh, V exports on the big stage this weekend. We've got a couple of footballers.
0: Obviously, there is. Plenty of AFL action still happening, and it should be great to watch this weekend. Obviously, we've got Finley Export Tom Hawkins playing for Geelong, and uh, plenty of Golden Valley exports playing for Port Adelaide. So, um, including you know Ollie Wines, Tom Clurey, Tommy Rockliffe There's there's plenty of the boys there. Todd Marshall as well. So uh, yep. it should be great. Hopefully, we can snag uh, a Geelong Port grand final, that'd probably be uh, best for coverage purposes, so uh, <laughs> we'll be barracking for those two sides this weekend as as a collective, I'd imagine. <laughs>
1: Definitely.
0: In terms of local sport, uh, tennis was back last week, and there's some junior tennis back this weekend as well, uh, so hopefully everyone's out there having a, a socially distanced hit and enjoying being back on the court. Uh, as of today, uh, obviously we're recording on Thursday, um, despite the um, obviously stuff happening in Shepparton this weekend with uh, this week with COVID. Uh, the Shepparton Junior Tennis Association is still planning to kick off on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I spoke to the the godmother of um, junior tennis, as I've uh, been reading um, heavily. I spoke to. Yeah, just um, just earlier on, on Thursday morning, and she said that all systems go. Uh, they will monitoring the situation, and you know, if, if it's um deteriorates, then She said that they're pretty, you know, they'll pull the the plug on it pretty quickly, similar to when it rains, I guess, and you know, they would get the message out that look, no, um, no tennis this weekend, guys. So, um, yeah, that, but all systems go, and hopefully some junior tennis uh, action this
0: weekend. Certainly, and uh, now hold on while I uh, press this button.
2: Sports bite around the grounds.
0: Some may not know, but uh, <laughs> you've you've taken over the uh, the Cobram Courier Sports Range. I have. Uh, yeah. Uh, how are you enjoying the the cobbler, as it's affectionately known, mate? And uh, what's <laughs> happening up that way?
1: Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been good. Nice to um, I guess learn a little bit more about uh, the sporting um, environment up. Along the Murray up at up at Cobram. Um, and yeah, there's plenty happening up that way. There's the Murray Valley Cricket Association uh, 2020 competition starting this weekend. Um, I spoke to the president Anthony um, during the week, and you know he said it's been a pretty full-on um, period trying to get the season up and running with the border restrictions. But with you know the border easing, it's helped the um, competition out. And, and yeah, now he's, he's, he's a little bit worried that there's actually forecast for rain on Sunday, so he's, uh, <laughs> so they might not get out in the park after all that's happened, but no, uh, I think it's cross that they can. Um, and yeah, there's also the harness club, the Cobham um, Harness making Club there, put up some dates for when they'll get back and have their first race meeting which will be November 6th and then they'll have one straight after on November twenty three. So good news for harness racing.
0: Certainly good news all round in Cobram. But uh, thank you very much for joining us, Aidan, and uh, I'm sure we'll chat to you again next week.
1: No dramas, mate. Thanks for having me.
2: Sports bite around the grounds.
0: And joining us now on Sports Bite, all the way from Echuca is Andrew Johnston. AJ, how are you, mate? Doing very well,
3: Tyler. It's nice to be here and not 100 kilometres close to the you guys in Shepparton, where obviously you guys are having a little bit of a difficult couple of days at the moment.
0: Oh, you can't go treating us like lepers just yet, but uh, yes, it has been a hectic week. Uh, it's also been... Uh, we never us like lepers, you know that we love you over there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's also been a hectic week uh, in sports news up that way. Um, obviously a big big couple of cancellations uh, in Echuca.
3: It has been. It's the single biggest sporting news that we've had this year. Say whatever you want about our football season, our netball season, our soccer season, things like that. The Southern 80, which is the biggest ski racing event in the world every year. It's the cornerstone of a Chickamauga sporting calendar. And it's off, which is huge news for the local sporting community. This is an event that brings in a lot of people from around the country. It brings in people from around the world. It's also something that brings in about $13 million into the Achikamaama economy every year. So losing this race is a big blow to the local community.
0: Yeah, and it's already been a tough six, seven, eight months. It's hard to keep track now uh, so far this year. Um, it's just going to make early next year a bit tougher now, isn't it?
3: It is. There, there were a couple of elements already at play. As many of our listeners will know, they're currently building a new bridge in the Achikamaama, which actually ran straight across where the original finish line was. That had been cleared up. They had planned for access roads to get people in. Everything was going to be working fine to get people into this race. And as I said, this is the cornerstone of our summer. I was going through some notes earlier. There was a shorter course in 2007, and the bushfires unfortunately canceled the Sunday event in 2009 because um, emergency services were required to leave the race and they couldn't race without emergency services. Without that, there has been a race every year since 1971. This is a ridiculously long time that this race has been running for, and now suddenly we're going into a year which is supposed to be 52nd from memory, and we haven't got to race this
0: Yeah, it's obviously very disappointing. You've, um, I imagine, been speaking to a, a fair few of the locals who are involved with the race every year?
3: We have. Um, we've been speaking to a couple of the local ro- drivers and members of different boat teams. We've also spoken to the reigning champion, Superman, who had fought for years and years to finally crack into the top five got in there last year, finally took the win, was really looking forward to coming back and defending it and now can't. And this is an event that even if you're not a ski racing person in Echuca, if you're not part of the sport, you go down and have a little bit of fun with it. You, some people go down to the finish line and watch. It's everywhere around town. Someone like me who's moved over from Tasmania for my job, I had no idea what ski racing was before I even got here. And you very quickly become very engaged in that community and very quickly engaged in the sport. So, all those people it's really hard on them to lose particularly for the races who build up all year to this a lot of people despite there being a big ski race in calendar a lot of the Roma races really only race the barry b hag and the southern Adians. so they've lost their main event for the year and that's really
0: shattering for a lot of people obviously a lot of people will start turning quickly to looking at the the 2022 race and um, trying to make that one bigger and better than ever
3: Absolutely, they will and by the looks of it, the bridge project will be nearing completion but it currently looks like they'll still be able to run on the original course which finishes down at the Vic Park Boat Ramp where they set up all the marquees. I was reliably informed by the President of the Marble Water Sports Club that the bridge is going to run over the top of the beer shed, so some people are going to have a little bit more shade oil and enjoying a few coffees on race day.
0: That's always a positive. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on Sports AJ. Thanks for having me, Thomas
2: bite Around the Grounds.
0: Joining us now on Bite from the Binella Ensign and Seymour Telegraph, Meg Sultry. Meg, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, it's been uh, a fairly big week in terms of news down that way. Uh, we'll start off with some some football. There's uh, been plenty happening.
2: Yeah, so it's obviously been really quiet in the off-season. It's just all starting to kind of um, roll in now the news. So I guess um, probably the biggest one... Um, we had this week with um, Josh Mellington, um, a, a new signing, and he's, he's coming back home. So he, I think he played his juniors at Violettown Town and they've been able to get him back there. So it's been a really big, um, I guess, coup for them and, and their coach, Joel Price, um, being able to sign him uh, to really set up their forward line. So To,
0: to be able to slot in uh, an ex-AFL player with... Multiple tons in multiple country leagues, uh, all for one mm. point is uh, is a perfect recruiting strategy, I reckon.
2: Yeah. So, and I, and I know Joel was saying as well, like to, that they're going to have two AFL, like players down in um, next season. So Jared Brennan is staying on. So to have those two guys come into a team that um, really wants to push up the ladder, like winning three games last year to to return to finals, like that's going to be so crucial for them. So um, I know and. I really think like supporter a is gonna get um, really around that. So it's really exciting.
0: Certainly. And there's been a few coaching reappointments.
2: Yeah, so first up we had um the Gurumbat, so this is in the in the Ovens and King League. Um it wasn't really a surprise to me. Um so Sam Gladstone is re signing on a senior coach and um I think he was disappointed that, you know, the two thousand twenty season didn't go ahead. Um it would have been his second year in uh charging he was even speaking back when that was cancelled that you know he was going to run pre like training sessions through the off season, uh, so yeah, it wasn't a super big surprise. But um, I think that would just set them up to, to lock him in in early, and um, I think they're hoping to start pre um mid November. So,
0: and over in the Golden Valley League, Seymour has also made a few announcements. Yes,
2: yeah, so this one uh, came out yesterday. Um, there's basically just locked in their, their football staff again for next year, and um, mostly all very. Um, Similar to the 2020 season, um, but a few little mind changes. So Ben Davies is going to take over the, the senior role um, solo. Um, he was supposed to be doing a uh, co-coach duties with uh, Ben Clifton, but Ben will shift down to an assistant coach, which I think will work well because, um, you know, Ben Clifton can kind of get back into, into playing. He didn't play too much um, through injury in 2019. So I think he'll be um, really focused on getting back onto the field and, um, Ben Davy, he'll do a great job um, having that v- VFL coaching experience over at North Melbourne. Um, and then, you know, reserves and under 18s, no, no changes there. So, Paul Cox will um, hope to recreate the reserves premiership he was able to get in 2019, and then Travis Blackwell um, back in for the under 18s. And then, well, slight changes to under sixteen. So, Ben Davy was supposed to do that uh, under 16s and senior. Um,
0: in a dual role, but he'll focus just on seniors and then Tony Best will come in for the under 16. Certainly. And uh, I had a chat to Casey Duncan this week uh, and he's going around again at Avenal. Uh He was really, oh. really impressed um, with the list. He was able to put together for 2020, obviously before it got canceled and um, they're really looking forward to maybe writing some wrongs internally of, of 2019 the seniors had a, a first round football exit and, the reserves uh, lost in extra time in in the heartbreaking uh, grand final, so there's a uh, there's a bit of redemption to be had, as Casey put it. So himself and uh, Joey Pollock in the twos are uh, going around again at the Swans.
2: Awesome, yeah. And they, they had um as well, but they, they had a really good recruiting period, I think, ahead of that twenty twenty. With a few like our ex locals coming back, so I think you know if they can shore up that list again, it, um, it'll be really positive down there.
0: And Casey's also um, having a crack at cricket, Shepparton uh, ranks this season, moving over to Nagambi. Now, uh, as you would know, there's always a bit of, um, you know, a bit of. Uh Whispers and mumblings going on when someone moves from Avenel to Negambi. Uh There's there's certainly plenty of rivalry there, but he's um, he's looking forward to to joining the Lakers and uh, played with a lot of them in juniors, uh, as most of them do. So he'll jump across to there, and that leads into some uh, cricket news uh, over down Benalla Way. Yeah, so uh, yeah, uh,
2: Benalla. We're kind of gearing up for the start of the season. So um, our juniors, uh, a couple of our junior sides, start up this weekend. Um, playing uh, away games, so they'll be um, heading up uh, north a little bit to a few games. But our thing is um, come back next week. So I think it's, it's probably one of the first weeks um, to come back um, around this kind of Golden Valley, northeast area. Um, so now obviously the, the cricket chapter then got pushed back to um, early November. Uh, uh, the Seymour District Crickets coming back uh, right at the end of October. So this is kind of the first one. So it'll be really interesting, I guess, to see – how um, these games kind of play out. Um, the A-grades, they have a a buy first up, but the A-reserve will be playing um, next weekend. But they've got a practice match this week um, over at, at the gardens here in Vanilla uh, against Verita. And they're, as a, when I was speaking to their president, um, Mark Saunders, he was saying it's going to be really interesting to see how the day plays out in terms of all the, the COVID protocols and everything that's going to follow. Um, he's kind of expecting that the game will push out in terms of length, just... Um, kind of fixing up all the little niggles along the way.
0: Certainly. And uh, there's been a few racing calendar changes as well, uh, especially concerning Seymour.
2: Yeah, so uh, Seymour Cup, um, through their their previous event on the calendar, Um, it's been transferred over to Kilmore this weekend, so they're supposed to run this Sunday. But um, it's been reported um, for a while that uh, the track's had a lot of problems uh, the past 12 months and, they had some jump outs last week and again, there's improvement, but um, not really enough to, to be able to hold a, a meet just yet. So that's kind of that's been moved over to Kilmore. They'll still run the Seymour Cup. So uh, the two really uh, big um, races on that meeting are the $200,000 Seymour Cup and the $100,000 uh, Heat Fibers Melbourne Cup Carnival. Uh, they'll both still run at Kilmore, um, but... Yeah, it's obviously not uh, at the hometown. So, And then next week we've also got the Vanilla Cup coming up. Um, always kind of is on the eve of the grand final. So they were, are really excited to be able to hold that day. Um, I know there were some changes with, I think we had to shift with Echuca, um, just to be able to lock that in. But no crowds, unfortunately, which is, um, I think, something that the club was hopeful for a couple months ago. But um, just the restrictions are still in place. That's. I'm not
0: going to be able to go ahead. Yeah, with it's, it's certainly with, with spring in the air, a lot of these um, bigger sort of races are, are coming along. It is a bit disappointing that we can't have any crowds there, but I, I think it'll make everyone even keener to, to get there next season. Yeah, definitely. I, no, my, my,
2: uh, last year was my first time at the Banana Gold Cup, and it was yeah, just a great day. So I think, yeah, people we were disappointed,
0: but I'm itching to get back again next, uh, next year. So. No worries. Thanks again for joining us, Meg, and we'll speak to you next week.
2: Alright, talk to you talk to you guys soon. Bye. Sports Bite around the grounds.
0: And that's Sports Bite for a, another week. Thank you very much for joining us and we'll chat to you again next week. That was Shepard and Sports Bite, brought to you by McPherson Media Group.